heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed, you'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Well hello and welcome to another edition of Freaky Friday It is Friday, May 26, 2023 Time is flying Whew. For a lot of places, Dallas included, it's the last day of school school for like public schools. Yep. I got teacher friends that were celebrating on Thursday because the students left at noon and they had kind of a half day. So school's out for summer. Congratulations to all <laughs> we the did teachers. It. You made Ma- it. Mainly the and the children. Teachers yes. and students, parents that made it through the year. You all made it. We did it's it. It's not an easy job to be a teacher ever, but especially now, same with the student. Or a parent yeah. of a student. So we did it's it. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's real tough. It's so tough. enjoy your summer, teachers. Yeah. Y'all have earned it more than anybody. So get that paycheck. Get that. The reality is every teacher I know still works over the summer. So hopefully yeah. <laughs> you can still find some time to do something nice for yourself. Right. Some relaxation. Well, something nice is coming to see us on tour. If you're in California, we're coming soon. We're going to be in Los Angeles on June 9th. And right before that, stopping in San Fran on June 7th. So if you're in either of those cities or reasonably nearby, come and see us. It's going to be super fun. And ready. That's Our it. Bodies yeah, are it's ready. just it's going to be super fun. You should show up. <laughs> My body Please is come. ready. Um, Heather's body is ready. Our bodies are ready. Trying are to squonk. You, are your bodies ready? Everybody get ready as we squonk our way across the state. Squonking <laughs> across California. I'm sure if you're listening to this Freaky Friday, you've already <laughs> listened to the squonk episode of this week. But I would like to thank everyone for their feedback online. <laughs> the comments we got were chaotic, unhinged, and laughed so hard I got in trouble at work. So sorry about that. Sorry and we I fretted feel you like out. That's the holy trinity of our job. So check, check, and check. Check, check, and check. I would like to say I kind of have some beef with you and Tommy right now for what? trying to besmirch the good name of the squonk. In our Facebook chat today. I'm going to get banned from ChatGPT after today's <laughs> series. Trying of to questions. send me urban dictionaries of what squonk and squink mean. Don't look it up. Don't. No. Just think that urban... squonk and squink are what we've already discussed. Exactly. Our definition is going to be lovely. Urban Dictionary's definition, horrible and obscene. <laughs> um, but it did lead me to ask ChatGPT questions like, can dicks queef? So that's just... <laughs> and the best part is that ChatGPT says no. And then no. it specifically... The robots have finally got it right. Yeah. And it no. And I said, can vaginas fart? And it said no. So there you go. Sorry. If you're wondering what led to this and you like um, to cry, then go to Urban Dictionary and just look up <laughs> squonk and swink. <laughs> I like to think our definitions of squonk are the one true definitions. And that's just anybody can say anything on the internet. And what do those fools know? They don't know anything. Agreed. As, as opposed to us, who are also <laughs> just fools saying anything on the internet. But we're I was like, about to say, official. but these fools on the internet, we know what we're talking about. We did our so, research. <laughs> so 
Okay. <laughs> also, we uh, we apologize because there was a, a mistake in our editing for the, yeah. about the first 10 hours that the episode was out. We had something that made it to the cutting room floor that we went back and reinserted. So see if you can find it. Find our yeah. little extra little extra tidbit little little Easter we squonk, squonk egg we squonked for you <laughs> we did put a little squonk egg for you <laughs> squonkster eggs squonkster oh my egg. god speaking of eggs and liquid <laughs> chaos ensues i saw on a facebook group that has nothing to do with this it's a mom's group for my neighborhood Hell Someone yeah. posted a picture of a snake they had in their backyard and was asking what kind it was. It was a garter snake. Everyone was like, they're great. You're good. Harmless, blah, blah, blah. But then someone else that was mainly commenting on this post who seemed to have a lot of snake knowledge <laughs> and even revealed that I guess her and her family breed snakes. And she okay. said in real time, just as I was typing my reply to you about the garter snake this happened and it was like a five minute video of one of her snakes giving birth whoa and i am shook how do you think snakes are born i thought that it would be eggs they come out in like a sack like almost like a shellless egg like a clear (gasps) sack so you knew that was a guess based upon that is a that's a well you're right I thought it was egg egg like, like and apparently there are different types so some have okay. like an egg that would be in a nest type of thing others it is like what you described and it's essentially just like a membrane sac that just sh- plops out but within it are the snakes and you can see them slithering around and they have to like slither their way out of this thick gooey sag i was floored i had never seen anything like this i wasn't prepared and i'm still thinking about it it's quite the sight they also i never knew that have like, huge litters this was a I bunch mean, was, of them it was a good size stick i mean i only saw two blobs but she updated saying there were oh gosh well i don't even know what they mean some didn't make it some mm. were what were called jellies Uh I don't know what that is. And then there were like 10 that lived. But overall, I think the snake had like 17 baby snakes in them. It's a whole other world. I don't know anything about it. Thank God for people that do that, that facilitate snake birth, because we need that. We need it. And it's not going to be me, because I would panic and run off. I did. I I don't even like if I get chicken egg I'll yolk on my hand. I'm like, oh, God, it's on me. (laughs) And those are not alive. So... Yeah, don't trust me. And they don't have little chickens crawling around inside of them while you're trying to do it. Not if you do it right. It was <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. So all that to say, I don't even know how we started this conversation. <laughs> this shit's fucked up on the internet? I don't know. Maybe that's what we're talking about. <laughs> because stuff is strange online, indeed. That is true. That is true. There's a plethora of strangeness online, but a plethora of strangeness in this episode. There is. Not only have you chosen five stories, but we have a special guest story at the end that you all will enjoy from Molly Lambert, uh, who hosts the podcast Heidi World, as well as Deckheads, and a little L.A. spooky, freaky Friday story for you at the end. But first up. Perfect timing, because we're about to be there. Hey, it works out. That's we'll right. let go to this and spot that the spooky check it out. story mentions 
Well, like Heather said, we got some good stories. So I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get freaky. This first one is from Peyton, and it is called, There's Someone in the House. Before the pandemic, I moved to a new city for my first ever job. Since I didn't get paid enough to afford both rent and groceries, I decided to start dog-sitting on Rover. One day while I was staying with one of my regular overnight clients, I noticed something strange. When I arrived at the home after work, the dog was freaking out. She was shaking and barking and wouldn't settle down. That's when I noticed that every light and TV in the house was on. I know I had turned them off when I left, so someone had to have been in the house while I was gone. Instead of doing the smart thing and calling the police, I grabbed a knife from the kitchen and started looking around room by room, turning lights off as I went. By the end, I didn't find anyone, but the dog still wouldn't settle down. I called my friend, and her boyfriend insisted on coming over to check the house, but he couldn't find anyone either. Eventually, the dog settled down, and my friends left. I called the owners to let them know what happened and ask what they wanted me to do. They said they'd take care of it when they got back the next morning. So I settled in for a long and sleepless night. A while later, I was talking to the owners and asked if they ever discovered what happened that day. Their answer chilled me to the bone. They said they checked their ring camera video and saw a man they didn't know enter the house. Just an hour later, I arrived. A little less than an hour after that, They watched the man leave through the front door and walk off just before my friend showed up, meaning that I was alone in that house for nearly an hour with a complete stranger. Nothing was missing from the house, so the stranger didn't take anything, didn't hurt me or the dog, and as far as I know, never came back. I had never had anything like this happen before, but I still stopped doing overnight visits from then on. I don't know what the man wanted but I know I'm lucky that he decided to leave me alone. That is so creepy. I was reading through the database for suggestions and someone was suggesting cases where there's a person in the house and you don't know, kind of like the Daniel LaPlante episode, mm-hmm. but where they don't necessarily maybe have sinister intentions, although who knows if this guy did, but where there's the feeling of being in your house or being in a space that you think is alone and private and then in retrospect to know that someone was in there makes my makes me want to pop on myself, <laughs> which is where for those of you who weren't in the Q and A on Patreon last night is where I crawl up my own asshole like a popple doll. <laughs> You're not familiar? Look them up; they're great. But thinking of that, like thinking that someone was just like <sighs> watching you, waiting, waiting, for you to and leave. lying in wait. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's this is a close call i'm glad that that nothing happened uh perhaps the dog is why nothing did happen that may be and also you know if they were like if the person thought it's gonna be a quick robbery job and she comes home and if she's on the phone with the owners going i think there's someone in the house check the cameras this my friends are all coming the person might think okay well i'm about to be outnumbered i was really just here for a quick in and out cat burglary i don't want to get in a full you know fight thank god it could just always be worse though i read it as she didn't talk to the owners until later. So yeah. she was <laughs> she was using a knife to go room to room, which is heroic. However, I always ask myself, what am I really going to do if I come upon someone with that this is knife the in my hand? 
Either that or, yeah, he saw her with a knife and was like, oh, she is willing to take this all the way. uh, Her and this dog are not fucking around, so. Yeah, I'm not good. Yeah, Yeah? that's true. Between the dog, if the dog's nipping at him and you can kind of slash at him, you might have a chance. (laughs) But yeah, the answer is I don't know. That's that's questions for a self-defense class of like, what even would I do? I would honestly, I'd probably throw the knife and run and be like, you (laughs) can have it. Toss it at him. (laughs) Yeah. Watch out. Like we did it evermore in Utah. So my knife throwing skills, I'm very good at them. Which I think I landed one. So my odds are good. And I took, what, three shots? I got one in three chances of maybe doing something. Or giving a weapon to a stranger in the house. Right, you throw it and it goes handle side and they reach up and grab it. You're like, like, thank well, that you. Didn't work. <laughs> mm, fuck. Yeah, well, no, that Peyton, is, is eerie. Very, you're right to have stopped overnights, 100%. Oh, certainly. And I'm very glad that everyone was pretty unscathed for the most part. Yeah, just eerie. Well, this next one's from Brooke, and it is called Creepy Slash Sad Coincidence. Howdy, y'all. I'm a recent Texas A&M graduate from Northeast Texas and have loved listening to the podcast since sophomore year of college. Y'all have really helped me pass the time on my four-hour drives to and from home. Anyways, let's get into it. About 11 years ago, my family moved from a relatively small town in Northeast Texas to an even smaller town 25 minutes away. When I say small, I mean it. A single blinking yellow light is pretty much all we have. I graduated with 41 kids in a public district. Needless to say, word got around fast for stories like this, and there were only a few roads for people to travel to nearby areas for their jobs, like my dad. Within our 11 years living here, there have been two women found dead in their cars. They have both previously been missing persons. That may sound like a brush of true crime, but unfortunately, it's a lot sadder than that. The first one had been missing since the 80s and 90s. My dad worked with one of her granddaughters, and from what I understand, they never made any arrests in her case. She was newly retired and had just bought some property nearby. The way that she was found was the crazy part. It was over the summer, and as per usual, we had a drought, so the lake was well below normal levels. A man was fishing when his boat's fish finder picked up on the shape of a car under the water. When he noticed it, he called the police, who later pulled the car out and found the woman's skeletal remains inside. I guess she had veered off the road into the water somehow and gotten trapped in her car. My worst nightmare. The other story, which is a bit more recent, hits closer to home, because I was recently in a horrible car accident that has left me with some PTSD. I thank God every day that my story did not turn out like this one. She was a younger woman, I believe 20 to 35 years old, and a mom. When she and her car went missing, everyone was posting about it on Facebook, and her mom was always updating the group. She was worried her daughter had been kidnapped. A few months later, a crew unrelatedly began brush-hogging around a pretty well-used intersection when they spotted a car under the overgrown weeds down in the ditch. Police discovered her in her car. I believe she had died from the impact of her crash. This spot has a memorial cross there now, but it gives me the chills that my dad and so many others drove by that spot every day on the way to work and on the way home, and nobody knew. It's possible even her mom drove by that, and that breaks my heart, knowing she was out trying to get justice for her daughter, praying she would be found, when she was right in front of our eyes the entire time. 
However, I am glad that both families eventually got closure. If y'all read this, thank you for advocating for victims and telling these stories with so much respect. We need more of that in this world. All the best and keep it creepy. That's such a an sad feeling to think that, like she said, her mother or family members or it's such a well-trodden area that mm-hmm. how many times did you pass that and just not know just breaks your heart. Yes. Getting trapped in a car underwater is also oh, one of my biggest nightmares or being trapped any in any type of car situation underwater, though. I feel like you've got an even bigger disadvantage. So, yeah. And then it's scary. It is. We've read a lot of stories like that where, I mean, nature can either cover up evidence or reveal evidence because Mm -hmm. you have a drought and the water just gets low or snow melts, you know, or it's time and nature wait for no one. Right. It just it becomes part of the ecosystem, too. In some of these cases, like it'll grow over it into the overgrowth with a woman being in the water. You're right. The idea of splashing into a car and the pressure and holding you in there. And I have a little device, mm-hmm. which I'm only now realizing may, in fact, not be in my car. Uh, mine isn't either. And I needed it not yeah. for water purposes, but there was a big wreck like a year ago that happened in front of me on 75. And I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I have my little thing to pop their window out because their card flipped. I didn't have it. So what good does it do me if it's not in my car? Right. It's like you buy these things to be like, and just in case I find myself in the situation, there's a seatbelt cutter and mm-hmm. a window breaker and it is in my kitchen and I yeah. am, you know, on a road trip and it's completely useless to me here. <laughs> So everybody go put their things yes. they need for those types of car instances that hopefully never happen. Keep no. them in your car and just in yeah. case. Quick reminder, right? And also, you know, the fishermen finding her, I think that's a reference back to our talking to National Park After Dark when the concept of hunters knowing the area and being able to, because they cover a lot of cases, you know, in national parks that hunters can often be, or fishermen in this case, they're out in nature anyway, and hopefully keeping their eyes peeled, you know, for themselves. But as a part of that is being good stewards of the land and not just going a car under there. That's weird. Anyway, I'm going to find my trout, you know, saying, okay, this is somebody's family. This is, I can help bring somebody home. Yeah. Calling it in. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for sending that in. Sinisterhood will be right back. This next one is from Bane, and in parentheses, he put, like, from Batman. So <laughs> if my name was Bane, I would also, that would be just part of my name. I'm Hell Bane, yeah. like, from Batman, and that's <laughs> like just Batman. your name now. <laughs> <laughs> so I say Paris, like Hilton. Oh, yeah. Or you don't say Paris like the city? I do. I usually do say like okay. the city. I should say like the Hilton. <laughs> he wears very cute tracksuits. <laughs> well, uh, this one, since summer is now upon us, it's pretty appropriate. It is called Haunted Summer Camp. Hi, ladies. My name is Bane, like from Batman. I love listening to your show. I was looking for a true crime podcast. I knew your show was the one to be listening to when episode 13 reached the infamous pooping story. (laughs) This past summer, I had the amazing opportunity and pleasure to work at a summer camp here in North Dakota. Ladies, let me tell you that this camp is haunted as fuck. Being in the Midwest, it isn't hard to believe that it's built on a Native American burial ground. Shadow people and spirits haunt those hallowed grounds, but they're not mean. Leave them alone and they'll leave you alone. 
at least that's what we tell the campers. During our staff training session in early summer, a group of my fellow counselors and I were standing around at three o'clock in the morning. Down the hill, we saw the lower dining hall flip on. While these lights are motion activated, I believe it was a spirit because not too long after, I saw what looked to be a person jump out of the shadows across a narrow stream of light into the shadow of one of our cabins. Later, I woke up around sunrise to pee behind the cabin. As I was relieving myself, I heard someone walk up behind me. Obviously, with my ass hanging out, I was concerned as to why anyone would be coming up behind me. There was no one there. Later in the summer, I forgot my AirPods down at the archery range. I decided to be brave and walk down the million and a half dirt stairs to the range to retrieve them. Nothing happened while I was down there, but on my way back, I had to walk past the Hunter's Safety Building. I just happened to look over at the building when the door began to open by itself. I did not investigate, I did not pass go, and I did not collect $200. I turned my head away and continued my course back to my cabin. The most frightening of these instances happened one of the last weeks of the summer. It was far too hot to sleep under any heavy blankets, so I only had a thin one over my legs. I was awoken when I felt it get pulled off of my legs. I opened my eyes and saw someone standing out of the corner of my eye. Thinking it was a camper, I turned to ask what was wrong. But there was no one there. At first, I thought my mind was just playing tricks on me. But then I heard someone walk away from my bed and start walking around the cabin. I still doubted it until the next day at breakfast, one of my campers asked which one of his bunkmates was walking around in the middle of the night. As I stated above, the camp is haunted AF, but it holds a very special place in my heart and I can't wait to return this coming summer. I hope this email finds you well. Keep up the good work. Much love always, Bane. I love Bane because Bane is this a character that would survive in a scary movie. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. you walk up to the door and it goes, and Bane goes, nope. Not <laughs> today. To camp. <laughs> Turn around. Go I back already to camp. climbed a million and a half stairs, so <laughs> I'm going to go rest now. Yeah, if I hear that, I'm not going in. Also, blankets being pulled off of me in the night is one of my great irrational fears that a, a demon or a ghoul would like, you know, just slightly mm-hmm. like pull it just enough where you're like, hmm, and then it pulls it. Oh, I can't think about it. I can't think, I think about it. Paranormal activity, the original, scarred yes. everybody. We've all got some PTSD from that scene. Man, it's, the first one, legit oh scary. God. The rest. It hits. I mean, there's some jump scares, but we get it. It's just the same story told seven different times. Every time. I think it's the second one. There's a scene that it's a, a couch. Now I've rearranged my living room so my couch is up against the wall. But I believe it's in the second paranormal activity where the couch is kind of floating, you know, and there is the the demonic force or whatever go, sneaks up behind someone and I think kills them Mm. and it forever it makes me nervous to like sit on a couch like if i can't see over my shoulder i gotta like sink down i don't want to i don't want to get my couch freak you out it doesn't freak me out but i sink down a little bit i got pillows (laughs) around me i'm not trying to get paranormal activity i also feel like you're a really powerful witch so that shit won't fuck with your house oh well i told you we're gonna gonna come over and we're gonna our powers combined yeah we're gonna uh, my neighborhood we're gonna end up on next door did anybody see <laughs> lightning but it was just over one house on the street and then like why are all the crows in that one lady's yard <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> is it because of the shiny objects? That's just so. That's just the Wallace Witch and her the Wallace cousin. Witch. <laughs> the Wallace Witch of East Dallas. She'll get you. Don't walk by the front of her house. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! The you are the we're the if you're the Wallace Witch, I'm in the Christie Coven. Don't oh please! In. Oh, I love it. The Christie Everyone Coven. Everyone can join. Everyone okay. can join. Everyone is welcome. Well, Bane, including like, Bane, please Bane, join. <laughs> Bane is defo in, and the, I, I literally laughed when it said, "I get it, yeah, it's haunted, but I can't wait to go back." I know. To summer. I, like, I would well, be that's the same. Bringing endorsement. You gotta go back. You gotta see what happens next. <laughs> it sounds like Bane's in it for the memories. I'd be in it for the ghost hunting. I'm yeah. like, I want to go. I would. If you go, you're going up there. The door opens on its own. Do you walk in? No. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I, I don't, would. That I I don't fuck with that. If I was yeah. with someone, maybe, but True. I don't even know that it. Just the fear that I would feel for whatever was going on in there. I don't think I need to go in there. Right, as skittish and nerve nervous as I am, I'd be like Ugh! and get nervous and freak myself out and probably knock something over and destroy it and get. We don't want you to come back as a counselor next year. You get banned from the haunted yeah, camp. We don't need the help. Ma'am, you're scaring the ghost, so we're going to have to ask you if you could just not come back this summer. I understand. (laughs) Well, thank you, Bane, like Batman. Sinisterhood will be right back. This next one is from Kristen, and the subject line is, The time a ghost gave me a UTI, UIC edition. What up, y'all? I'm a spiritual medium and have known since I was young, so I've seen a lot of shit, but this one will always stick with me. I'm going to be using letters for names for privacy purposes. Back in 2019, I was a junior at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Woohoo! Shout out, Heather. And I was staying with two other roommates in a four-roommate suite-slash-dorm at MRH on campus. The layout of the dorm is semi-important for this story. My room and roommate A's rooms were adjacent to each other on the left side of the suite, and one bathroom was in front of roommate A's room. A tiny hall then led to the living room and kitchen area, which then led to another tiny hall where the other two rooms were mirrored to my side of the suite. I'm attaching a picture labeled with where the rooms were in case my explanation was confusing. Anyway, one Friday night, I came back to the dorm late, and roommate A and B had left home for the weekend. I went to bed, and that was that. It was maybe around 3 a.m. when I woke up because I have the bladder the size of a peanut. I got up and opened my door and saw something on the other side of the dorm trying to get into roommate B's room. The light from my very bright nightlights was the reason I was able to see across the dorm, and the longer I looked, I was able to make out what exactly I was looking at. There, across the dorm, Trying to find a way into roommate B's room was a very, very dark shadow. The energy of this shadow was mean and dark. It felt like I was staring at this dark shadow for hours, when in reality, it was probably 30 seconds. I was debating on if it was worth running to the bathroom a foot away from me or just going back into my room. While debating, I noticed the shadow was no longer trying to get into roommate B's room and was now looking at me. Yep, I decided the bathroom could wait until the morning. 
As soon as I saw it look at me, I shut and locked the door, since apparently it wasn't able to get through my roommate's door. That should work for me, too. I ran to my bed and laid there until about 6 a.m. when I finally fell asleep. When I woke up at 8 a.m., I slowly opened my door to see if I was alone again, and thankfully, I was. I held my pee from 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. and got the worst UTI of my entire life, and I wish this is where the story ended. When I moved into the dorm, there were no spirits at all, so I tried to convince myself throughout the day on Saturday that maybe it was a spirit who got lost or something. Trying to take my mind off what happened the night before, I continued on with my normal day with nothing out of the ordinary happening. Around lunchtime, I started to cook on the stove, so my back was facing the living room and the halls that connect the dorm. I was minding my own business when I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. I turned around quickly to see an old, short woman in my dorm. She was walking out of roommate B's room and had her eyes locked on mine. It was like she didn't even notice I was there. She made it to my room, then disappeared. I turned off the stove, left the dorm, and went home. While home, I was bored and tapping through Snapchat stories when I saw that roommate B had posted an obituary and a photo of her grandmother who had died Friday night. I swiped up, said my condolences, and moved on, until I realized I had seen that woman before. I brought roommate B's story back up, and that's when I knew where I had seen her grandmother. Her grandmother had been the lady in my dorm Saturday. I came back to my dorm Sunday night, and both roommate A and B were there. I brought both roommates to my room and said I wanted to talk to them about something. I told roommate B that this was going to sound weird, but that I was going to describe someone and for her to tell me who it is. After describing the lady I saw in the dorm, roommate B stated that was her grandma. I asked if her grandma passed with unfinished business or had been angry about anything, and my roommate said she had no clue. At this point, I explained to my roommates what happened when they were gone, and they both became terrified, especially roommate B, for good reason. Needless to say, all lights stayed on at all hours of the night. I'm not sure what the spirit slash grandma was looking for, but I hope she found it. Roommate B always had an angry spirit with her after that incident, and when roommate B left college in our dorm, the spirit left with her. Our dorm was quiet for a while, until the new roommate moved in with another deceased relative attached to her. Thank you guys for taking the time to read this. Stay spooky. Did you have an experience similar to this at UIC? Go Flames. Go Flames. Hey, I actually did not live in the dorms when I went to UIC, but I had a couple of my theater pals lived in MRH, and I know exactly this layout, and it, exactly as uh, as C- Kristen described it is in the picture and everything. I've been in these dorms, and yeah, if you were in, it's you know, it's kind of like a long enough hallway, maybe 20, 30 feet, something where like if it was late at night and there was enough of a glow from behind you, you would be able to see this Mm -hmm. dark shadow figure that she's describing. But what gets me, and this is, I am willing to uh, entertain suggestions from psychic mediums, paranormal researchers, whoever knows, is the door is fascinating to me. Because you and I always talk about ghosts are scary because we think, oh, they can go through doors. But it's interesting that this shadow figure was like, hello, is anyone (laughs) home? Knock, knock, (laughs) knock. And then when Kristen's like, nope, slam the door, the the spirit's like, oh, shucks. Now I can't get her. (laughs) Like a vampire has to be invited in. Maybe that's what... 
It was a vampire the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. Oopsies. <laughs> Better or worse? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Than a ghost? Yeah. I don't know. What's that ghost going to fuck with? The vampire's probably got good stories. Yeah, but a vampire is probably going to try to turn you into a vampire if that's what you're trying to do. Congratulations. <laughs> you won but the jackpot. Maybe you're not, and a ghost would be better. Unrelated. I mean, it's, it's related to vampires. In vampire lore, when a vampire bites you, again, I will entertain answers from listeners who are vampire experts, whatever. My question is, when a vampire bites you, do you then have to roll with that vampire pod forever? Like, is it oh. like a, I made you, so you're going to go? Like, is like it I like Hell's Angels? To- yeah. Um, <laughs> Hell's well, Angels. That's the gang I related to. <laughs> where they you have to like beat you up for you to get out. Is that what happens in Hell's Angels? Well, among other things. That once you're in, you can't get out? Yeah, it's like a lot of gangs are like that. You had to get jumped in and then you have to get like jumped out. You have to get beaten up or whatever oh, you get out. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have an answer for you. I'm, I'm Vampires. thinking to all my vampire knowledge, which comes from movies. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I mean, Bella ran with Jacob's crew, but that's because she was like swinging from his nuts super hard and like couldn't bounce. So, <laughs> which is which? Jacob is the wolf or the vampire? Jacob's the vampire, or Edward's the vampire, or is Jacob the vampire? Fuck. I meant Edward. Edward, God, she, everybody, I, she, Twilight fans, chill out. I meant Edward. She, Jacob's the werewolf. I have not read it, but the students are on a Twilight kick right now. Everybody of wants course to they read are. Twilight right now, or the hate you give. Uh, but I have not read it, but I figured she was swinging from everybody's nuts. <laughs> she's swinging the- mostly from Edwards, but then she starts to swing from Jacobs for a while. But ultimately, Edwards' nuts were the two true nuts <laughs> for her. <laughs> the sparkly, sparkly vampire, immortal nuts. The reason uh, those students are reading it is because there's a lot of sex in them. <laughs> You know, oh, we gotta get them to know. read. They're in, you know, they've got also read. the hate you give. Great book, so Should good. Highly so recommend. Good. Should be in classrooms everywhere. So I'm glad they're reading that too. Oh, so anything by Angie Thomas is a hit right now. I wish she would write a thousand books because that's all anybody wants to read is Angie Thomas. So, well, thank you, Kristen, for sharing this UIC memory uh, with me because I didn't have any creepy encounters as far as in someone's dorm. The UIC campus which is for those of you who don't know where i graduated from college is was built in the 60s and i think the it's brutalistic architecture and the idea was to quash rebellions and protests so it's ugly and windowless and we drove by it when we were in chicago and you pointed it out and it looks a bit like a prison it's brutal. And then when I was there last time, I just went for fun in the summer. I was like, I got points. I'm just going to go walk around Chicago. And I went on over the summer and was just walking in and out of campus buildings. And I, there's it's just a circle. And then there's the circular staircase in the middle of some of them. I thought, how the hell did I find classes back then? <laughs> right. I didn't. And I had to walk a thousand miles. Anyway, that was the creepy part. And Candyman, the movie Candyman, the original they shot it on that campus. The woman oh. who's the anthropology, I guess she's a professor. She like works at that college. That was our college, our claim to fame. And of course, you know, you watch it and you go, God, that's a fucking ugly college. Why'd they shoot it there? Home sweet scary. home. Spooky. <laughs> it was very scary. The candy man never can. <laughs> <laughs> I have never watched the original Candyman. Oh, I remember watching it at a sleepover when I was in probably fifth or sixth grade. Did it scare you? I think that there was 
other stuff going on to where, you know, it wasn't like. You're kind of giggling or whatever. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes a bunch of bees in the mouth. So that was <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I Honestly, didn't like that no. part. <laughs> uh, I just, I never watched it because my sister watched it in the theaters, probably too young, and came home traumatized, oh. sobbing, terrified, and was like just me like. with E.T. Yeah, it's like grabbed me by the shoulders and was like, listen, because she's five years older than me, was like, don't do it. Don't watch it. It <laughs> will watch wreck it. you. So now, it's so many years later, 30 years later, should I do it? Should I watch it? I think you should. Well, it, they redid it a couple years ago. Sure. And I think Tommy and I watched it. The redo? I can't really recall it, but I think that we thought it was pretty good. I think, Jor- did Jordan Peele produce the re the remake i think had something yeah, to do i yes, think monkey yes, ball yes. had something to do with it so yeah. yeah so i'll check out i need to do the original and the remake and see but that is my i have never ever watched it because i was and even though my school was in it i've just seen like screenshots and stuff we did watch it i'm now remembering it and i think it is good so i would i'd watch them in order that's true. I'll do them. I'll do them in order. <laughs> and then we'll know. Well, yeah, that brought back so many UIC memories. And now I got a horror movie to watch. Thank you. <laughs> two Kristen. of them. Yeah, two. Mm-hmm. Sinisterhood will be right back. This next one is from Sam. And the subject line is camping cryptid encounter, unwanted guest, or just a woodland creature. Hi, ladies. I would love to see you live on tour in Fargo, North Dakota someday. Anyway, I'll jump into my story. Some friends and I went on a camping trip in the fall of 2021 to a beautiful spot in Wisconsin. We were having a great time hiking around the area, eating lots of food made on the bonfire, and just enjoying nature and each other's company. Our second and last night there, a few of us decided to take some edibles. My friends handle them way better than I do, so they were having a great time while I was a paranoid mess. I won't get into that too much, but I was still coming down from the high when we went to sleep. Three people in one tent and two in the other. I was in the two-person tent. A few hours later, around 3.30 a.m., I woke up to a strange noise. At first, I thought I must be still high and hallucinating until I realized everyone else was awake and hearing the same thing I was. It was a kind of high-pitched whine-slash-laughing kind of noise that we compared to a witch laughing, a puppy whining, or a weird crow, and it lasted for probably a minute or so. I whispered to my friend in my tent, wondering what it could be when the others asked if we had left our tent. When we said no, they told us that they were now hearing footsteps outside their tent. Our only camping neighbors were quite a ways away and would have no reason to be near our site. At this point, we were more than a little freaked out. I texted my boyfriend that, in case something happened, I loved him. Yeah, that might have been a little dramatic. We all had to use the bathroom, so we all got out together with flashlights and a small hatchet someone had brought along so we could relieve ourselves, watching in every direction for something to come out at us at any second. When we got back to the tents, we tried to sleep again to no avail, scared that someone or something was watching us. My friends in the other tent thought they heard footsteps again outside their tent, and that's when we knew we wouldn't be sleeping anymore. Since it was still dark, we started up our fire again, trying to decide what to do. We were jumpy and paranoid, and we decided we wouldn't be the people in the horror movie who refused to leave when things got spooky. We turned on the headlights on our cars for light, packed up all our things, and were driving out of there by 5 a.m. From there, we stopped at a gas station, got some breakfast for the road, and made our way home, 
listening to true crime podcasts for the entire seven plus hour drive back, of course. In hindsight, we probably could have just waited and left the campground when it was light out and gone back to pack up, but we had no idea what this person or thing was doing there and just wanted to be done with it all. It was by far one of the creepiest encounters I've had, and I'm not sure what to think. So, what do you guys think it was? Obviously, it was a squonk. Done and done. It was a whine of a puppy. (laughs) It was a squonk trying to sleep, and he was sad. (laughs) He was, like, alone. Maybe he accidentally caught his reflection in, like, one of your car mirrors or something. It was, (laughs) I've seen myself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the cries of a squonk. A witch cackle at 3.30, though, would get my it would get me straight up out of bed. This is what? The third story in this? I just realized that something happens at like 3, 3.30 in the morning <gasps> in, this, in this episode. That's witching the witching hour. hour. My favorite part of this story is only high people would be <laughs> like, you know, fuck it. We're scared. We're going to stand out here and tend to the fire where we heard the walking around and then also pack up all of our stuff. Yes, it's still (laughs) pitch black. We're doing all of this to get out of here. Is the safe part in the tent? I don't know. I don't know. Tents scare me because I don't like feeling like I'm on my back and vulnerable and someone could slash through it or crush Mm. me or jump on me. So if I could sleep, like I've seen where they have trucks or jeeps or something where people have not trucks but like suvs or jeeps where people have like a platform on top that they've built that you then put your tent on top of your car very oh, into that oh nice i wouldn't mind that unless somebody steals your car and you're still in it in which case then it's oh, a shit. grandma on the beverly hillbilly situation <laughs> and you're like oh slow down i'm up here still <laughs> where am i going you where wake are we going? up in a totally different park <laughs> Going to Beverly yeah. Hills, baby. Yeah, that uh, that would maybe be the one downfall. But I would say in this, if it were me, I probably would have slept in my car, honestly. Yeah, I've if I hear something walking around out there, my natural inclination is to stay where I am and try and weaponize myself from within <laughs> the tent. Whatever. If I got a lantern, maybe some off, you know, Anything. sprayed in the eyes. Ooh, that's true. Bear maze or off or yeah. wasp spray, anything like that. You're like, we got to get ready. Mm-hmm. We have to lay out our all of our tools and our implements. I do like the hatchet, but it's like, this is our bathroom hatchet. We carry it when we go to the bathroom. You the got problem to. is if someone else is going to the bathroom, then you're the person in the woods with the hatchet. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to, everybody has to have a bathroom hatchet. So it's even, <laughs> but also could that lead to just a mass hatchet fight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's like they have one, you have one. You're like, "Good evening," and they're like, "How do you do?" You it's just part your of the to each other. <laughs> Tip of the hatchet to you, madame. <laughs> uh, no, it's useful to have a hatchet like that, though. Definitely. Hmm. Well, Sam, we're very glad that that didn't end up worse than it did. Yeah, and that there's probably a squonk in these woods. I am terribly sorry for you all that you decided to leave and not go and find the squonk. That's on you. If you do want to go find a squonk, remember, don't put him in a sack. Just leave him. Let him free roam. Just let, let him free roam. roam. Or put him in a tank. Put him in. Yes, you need a squonkquarium. Which, by the way, because of the tank conversation we had in the squonk episode, Heather and I tried yeah. to go to Razoo's yesterday. <laughs> right. We didn't try to go to Razoo's. Update. We Update. did go to Razoo's. They do not do the fishbowl any longer because 
of COVID. Germ so. spreading and whatnot, mm-hmm. which you and I said, I get that for sure, certainly. But uh, it was just the two of us. And in theory, I guess we could have just got a hurricane and both put a straw in it and sat close. <laughs> That's like, true. Stop us. We're like, Ma'am. can you bring us five hurricanes and then just a big bowl back there? <laughs> You guys like a salad bowl or something? They're like, we're not going to do that, ma'am. We need you to go. Do you have any of those plastic little alligators and some Mardi Gras beads we can throw in? For those Mardi Gras beads, man, yeah, that's uh, that, kids, is how we got banned from the Razoo's and Mesquite. <laughs> uh, we did not. We had a lunch. That's the problem, though, is you go to Razoo's for a fishbowl because you joke about it on your show, and then you show up and there's no fishbowl, and it's lunchtime, and you're like, well, I guess I'm eating Razoo's for lunch. <laughs> And, we and that's did. what we did. So and we did. We was did better indeed. than I thought it was going to be. Not great, but better than I thought it would be. Certainly, <laughs> Heather had to get a side of ranch to go with her tilapia. <laughs> to and it. I quote: "This is too salty. I need something to, to calm it down." <laughs> I said, "Cool it off." I said, "I got to cool it <laughs> off, <laughs> ranch." And I did. I did get a uh, ranch that someone salt bayed a bunch of oh, Tony yeah. Cacciatore whatever spices into. It was great. Anyhow. <laughs> Don't go to Rezu's if you're looking for a fishbowl. You got to make your own at home. B Y O F B. Sinisterhood will be right back. Well, those are our listener stories, but we still have one more from you from our guest that we had this week, Molly Lambert. Molly is a writer and podcaster based in L.A. We're going to be in just a few weeks. She currently co-hosts Deckheads on Twitch. So if you like to watch Below Deck and other Bravo shows, check it out. And in 2022, she released the 10-part series Heidi World. It's all about the arrest and the controversy surrounding Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. But what I love about Molly's take is it's through a pro-sex work lens, which you don't really hear about when people talk about Heidi Fleisch. She's very villainized and there's a lot of uh, slut shaming. Oh, definitely. And that's what you'll hear us talk about it in the interview. But that is a great thing about Molly's take on Heidi Fleiss. It's kind of like when we want to go back and look at Lorena Bobbitt or Amanda Knox, these cases where women have been vilified for doing something that perhaps if it were in the same situation, a man would not have gotten that or their male counterparts in a similar that are related to the case, you know, are not getting that same vilification that you see here. So it's a fascinating take. She's also got something great in the, in the hopper coming up next, which she can't Mm -hmm. release yet, but she gave us a little sneak peek of what it is. So we're excited for it, but uh, it also focuses on the history of Los Angeles, which like Christy said, we're headed there and it makes sense that her story that she brought us is an LA story. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's about one of LA's most iconic landmarks. So I hope you enjoy. Enjoy, and thanks so much, Molly, for sharing your story with us. Hi, everybody. We are back here with another Freaky Friday guest story, and we are so excited today to be joined by Molly Lambert, who is the creator of the podcast Heidi World, as well as a writer and working on some other brilliant things. We are so excited to have you here, Molly. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Of course. So for those who don't know you, what uh, what are you up to? What's Heidi World all about? And what is kind of your descriptor of yourself in this world? And we're always like, we're entertainers, creators, storytellers. <laughs> so how do you define it? Heidi World is a narrative nonfiction podcast about Heidi Fleiss, who was a Hollywood madam in the 90s, in the early 90s. 
who basically sold sex to everybody in Los Angeles, every rich person, and mm-hmm. sold it to people at the at a bunch of movie studios, and then went to trial, basically. And the question, the big question, the big scandal was, did people from the movie studios use movie studio money to pay for escorts for mm-hmm. parties? And the answer is almost definitely yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> at the time, though, it was very, oh, Heidi Fleiss is a madam. She's like, I remember I was yeah. little. I was probably seven when it came mm-hmm. out. And to be seven years old and to remember like, oh, that's a bad woman. Like, I just remember that. And then you grow up and go, she wasn't doing anything yeah, that most nah. of us are doing. You know, like <laughs> nowadays. That's like why I made the podcast is because I was always really obsessed with the story because that was the first time I ever was ever like, well, why? Why is it illegal to sell sex? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. here in Hollywood, California, like sex is used to sell everything. So like, mm-hmm. why can't a person sell sex? And also just the way in which like she was railroaded and yeah, the uh, clients were all got off scot-free. Yeah. 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 She was painted as a villain and vilified yeah. and slut shamed and then charlie sheen is just like cool guy a cool guy who got to sleep with a lot of women yeah it gets a million chances so so it's about yeah. all that stuff yeah. and then i just learned a lot about she's a really fascinating person and she's this uh jewish girl from la and her father was mm-hmm. kind of a doctor to the stars so it's That's also right. just a lot about la history and kind of the way history gets erased in la uh mm-hmm. and and how mm-hmm. to kind of dig under the the new development to find all this stuff because you know L- I-, I just love la history yeah. and that comes through on the show too it's like a love letter to la too even though it's like a flawed place i mean we're from dallas and before we st- got on the air we talked about we we've uh made our mark as dallas but when you really love the place you're from it comes through and that comes through as like this is our city man and you know talking about la is kind of the true hub of america mm-hmm. yeah totally Despite it should be the capital right <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the capital should be vegas Oh yeah, <laughs> but that'll factor. That's yeah. So I've got another another podcast coming up eventually that'll involves Vegas. Is, is what I'll say oh, about nice. it. Little teaser. I like that. I I love all the big themes: hypocrisy and money and sex mm-hmm. and especially. Yeah, you were saying you know just reading interviews with you, just given the climate we're in now where everybody is scrounging and saving and figuring out ways to make money and people have monetized their body with things like OnlyFans. And you brought up a good point when your interviews just talking about how, well, if it's on Facebook, as long as you're like kind of exposed, but not too exposed, mm-hmm. it's fine. But as soon as you go, but click this button for to pay and see more. Yeah, suddenly exactly. Everyone's like, what a monster. Mm-hmm. Like America's attitudes towards sex are very strange. Especially with that, because yeah, it's like sex is used to to sell everything. It's the basis of oh. advertising. So yeah, this kind yeah. of double double standards of who can sell sex and what kind of sex can you sell, and you know yeah. what's mm-hmm. acceptable and and what's what's not. Um, and it usually comes down to like who makes the profit off of it. So yeah. Right. If it's the company making the profit, it's so totally fine for the woman to be exposed. But if it's the woman making the profit, she's literally quite literally used pejorative terms, a whore, a slut, whatever. You used to get slut shamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a ton of influencers that, I mean, they're pushing their like lingerie lines or bikini lines or whatever. And they don't get they, because they're not like on Oli fans. They're not getting dragged, dragged. But it's the same concept. It's because OnlyFans is like, you know, has a 
bank connected to them and and mm-hmm. it's it's all just like you know it's the corporate the corporate interest in in selling sex versus kind of your your grassroots sex selling yes <laughs> right? yeah that's a good way it's to like put a- it heidi fleiss a very like flawed person not a not a perfect hero by any means but like a really interesting person and that's what i like is is female anti-heroes um but yeah i, I had it. a i had some chat podcast before that i was on a show called mm-hmm. night call that was very very kind of in the same ballpark as a sinisterhood so i'm very mm-hmm. excited Love to it. talk to y'all today yeah. about yeah yeah we can't wait to hear your freaky friday story yeah okay, you yeah say you got a good story so uh whenever you're ready we'll jump right in this happened last night, and basically, I was in the neighborhood of Los Feliz, which is kind of a spooky neighborhood in LA anyway. It's a lot of like Art Deco stuff. This is like where Heidi Fleiss was from, actually. And her father's office is like now a taco place called Tacos to Madre. Um, wow. So it's it's got, it's like sort of a place where a lot of like movie star, early movie stars lived. Um, it's very just spooky. And so last night, it was like, especially spooky. It was as the sun was setting, there was like this beautiful sunset. And then this gigantic cloud rolled in. It was like, truly like a fog. You know, people say like fog rolls in. It was like, Mm -hmm. genuinely, the fog like rolled in, rolled in with all its fog friends. And (laughs) just completely covered the whole sky it was like i was driving from my house to dinner and i saw you know i was just like oh this is kind of spooky it's like mm-hmm. you Unusual. can see it kind of like <laughs> yeah it's kind of like like eating the sunset you know because i was like uh-huh. oh beautiful sunset and then it was like oh i can't see it anymore all of a sudden mm-hmm. and because it's la i was also like is there a fire like is this yeah oh, yeah, this- smoke. <laughs> yeah i thought it was smoke at first it looked kind of like smoke so it was like truly like all of a sudden it goes from being this like bright, sunny, kind of beautiful day to, you know, the sun sets and it's like this, this film noir, like fog rolls in uh-huh. kind of like, you know, yeah. San Francisco type. Yeah. Spooky fog, spooky fog. It like makes you be like, oh, that's why there's fog in horror movies is because fog is scary. <laughs> yeah. Scary. You know, there's a whole movie about that, right? <laughs> right. Fog, it's, like yeah. in- right? It's, it's like an inverted thing where you're like, like when I see fog, I feel I th- associate it with horror movies. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like it's like mm. John Carpenter's The Fog or whatever. But then mm-hmm. it's like made me be like, oh, that's why there's fog in horror movies. It's just fog. Is, <laughs> it's creepy. Fog just, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, it, it, it obscures I'm things. Like the, the radio in your car to just start playing like organ music. <laughs> driving, and the sky turns black, and it's just like a weird violin all of a sudden. So it was all right. So it was like that, and. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Griffith Observatory. It's like a observatory here in the hills. It's kind of a famous landmark in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yes. As famous as the X where JFK was killed is yes, for yes. you guys. <laughs> the, yeah. One of the, one of the main Dallas. things people point it's the Hollywood sign is, you know, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Sadly. Of American presidents getting killed in a motorcade. Um, <laughs> that was all us. Do they put an X where they think the shooter was or just where JFK was killed? Uh, they put in if you visit Dallas and you drive down the street in front of the Texas School Book Depository, there's a, an X on the actual ground where they think the car was when the, the shot street. hit. Mm-hmm. So, and then in the School Book Depository in the building, the corner is closed off, and you can't go over there 
probably because they don't want you to see that it would be an impossible shot. <laughs> they, they do have it they set have up it, like, with marketing. like, like Boxes. they say that it would have been w- to take a shot from it. Yeah. Like he stacked up the school yeah. bo- books and the boxes and leaned on the, yeah. So it's all, it's all closed off. So wow. yeah, y'all have the Griffith Observatory. We have the school book depository. But the six, oh, uh, what is it? The sixth floor museum. Sixth floor museum is a really good museum. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the whole museum's cool. But what's the sixth floor museum? Our- is that in the book depository? It's all JFK. Yeah, yeah, so that's where the, he was on the sixth floor. Oswald was on the sixth floor at the time. And then now they've built it out with like the Desapruder film. They have every single like. So if you're a JFK oh. enthusiast or interested in that, yeah, the sixth floor museum is incredible mm-hmm. to just, I mean, it's immersive. Yeah, it's, 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 it's dark. It's dark. <laughs> but also the grassy knoll. I mean, there's always a bunch of stuff going on there's down there. We were just talking about this. There's, colorful characters. Yeah. Fun oh, people. yes. Yeah. Do kids uh, like smoke weed or is it like weirdos? Oh, yeah. Oh, Everybody yeah. smokes weed down there. Yeah. yeah. In fact, one time Tommy and I were like just at lunch around there. And then we were walking back to our car and we came upon this huge like pro cannabis rally on the grassy knoll no, no better place to promote grass than the grassy knoll <laughs> and there were people <laughs> like on megaphones it. and i was like wow this is there for i us. have and this was years ago like when it i mean weed still is not legal in texas but it like was even more criminalized like more, then and more like people are prudish more prudish yeah, yeah 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 but um so yeah there's always something going on it's down like, there i'm scared of texas cops not in Dallas, you can are. be scared of t- Texas cops, <laughs> but in Dallas, it's like not. And Austin, both their cops like won't. It's, yeah, Dallas and Austin are yeah. blue. They're well, that's, yeah. that's good. Um, <laughs> it's having good DAs being like, don't bring me these cases. <laughs> good to know because yeah. I smoke a lot of weed. So when I go to Texas and I'm smoking weed on the X where JFK was killed, it's good to know I don't <laughs> have to go. be paranoid yeah. about yeah. make sure you get a that. picture as long as you don't have just, like a rolling suitcase full of like bricks of marijuana that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just have to be yeah. paranoid about the government lying to us about yeah no yeah. for sure yeah you should be paranoid if you're smoking weed on the grass you know you're paranoid because you're like what have they not told us yeah <laughs> what else do we not know so speaking of that so first of all griffith park super haunted this is like where i was driving to was right by the observatory and i noticed that the observatory looked extra spooky because it was like of the fog and there was like a just the lights had just come on, and so mm-hmm. it just looked spooky. It, I took some. Mm-hmm. I was trying to take some pictures of it, but I like really couldn't capture it. But it was like completely foggy, and then these like dim lights come on on the observatory, which is on the hillside, and kind of and it kind of looks like a UFO or something. It's just like it's just glowing from the side. Yeah, it's like a glowing weird thing on the hillside. So yeah, so Griffith Park is haunted. Griffith J. Griffith, the guy who it's named after, who's a rich guy. His name is Griffith Griffith? Yeah, I believe so. Griffith Griffith, Griffith, J. Griffith. Oh, no. So you already know. It's weird. He murdered his wife. He murdered his wife, um, I think, pretty sure. Or he tried to, at least. Um, Mm, Not a good dude. But you know know how rich people in olden times used to, like, give the city things so they wouldn't be, like, murdered by a mob? Yeah, they wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah. So... The observatory, the idea was like, it's not, it, it's too bright in Los Angeles to do any star stuff really from the Griffith Park Observatory. All the real star stuff happens out at the Mount Wilson Observatory, which is like out in the middle of nowhere up a hill. Yeah. And is I'm incredible. I'm only just now realizing how very bright Los Angeles is to have yeah. an observatory right there in the side of it. I just learned this because it's like I went and did the tour one time and they 
talk of they say that they're like this was this wow. was a rich guy was like hey observatories are cool regular people should get to like see what they are like and see a big telescope but it's basically like a show telescope it's like it's not oh, for no. it's not for scientists there's like a bunch of real observatories in in the la area but griffith park is like for tourists which is cool also it's like it's been in movies and stuff too. So yeah, like, it's in Rebel like Without a... a Cause. I mean, it yeah. is truly like a. It's a super spooky Art Deco building. It's really. It's like a weird marble, kind of mausoleum looking thing. It's very cool, um, yeah. and you can walk up to it, and it's free. It's one of the best things in LA, actually. Recommend. Nice. That's badass. Um, we gotta go. Instead of an X where JFK was killed, there's like a really bad, scary bust of James Dean. Because of Rebel Without a Cause. <laughs> I love a bad sculpture. I love oh my beautiful, God. great sculptures, but like the Christian Ronaldo sculpture when someone tried to make that brass <laughs> sculpture. And just, I love a der- well, the I Love Lucy sculpture, like a deranged sculpture of a famous person. Keep my that thought thing. about the Cristiano Ronaldo sculpture because it'll come okay. back later. So, yeah, so I went to dinner with my friends. And then when I came out, I was like, I'm going to drive into the park at night. To get a picture of how spooky the observatory looks right now. The start of any good story of like, let me yeah. just go closer to the scary thing. And that's also just like how I am is I'm like, I'm a private investigator who's not being hired to do anything and just. Yeah, I'm investigating for me. Yeah. Self-proclaimed <laughs> private investigator. Self-employed. Just like, yeah, well, I see something and I want to go look at it. And I do a lot mm-hmm. of that in L.A. because that's a super fun thing to do in L.A. is to be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I will find out. Um, let me awesome. see if I can get closer to this weird thing. So I drive into the park, I'm by myself, and as I start driving into the park, I can see that the light around the observatory is now bright blue, and there's just like blue light coming, like you can see it from far away, that now Mm. instead of just being like spookily lit, it's like there's this bright blue light in the sky over the observatory, and it looks so spooky it looks you know alien it's not supposed to be spacecraft is about to descend from the sky yeah and that's like a feeling you get sometimes in la is like oh maybe they're here you know (laughs) (laughs) like this is the independence day they're like yes in independence day there's the rally where all the people go to meet the aliens and Uh a friend from the strip club is like holding a sign that's like take me with you um (laughs) that'd be me take me that'd be me that's what i always think is like (laughs) that'd be me that'd be everybody in la completely would be like let's go meet them they're celebrities. <laughs> um, we'll wait for an autograph. They're going to have a meet and greet with the aliens, guys. Line up. You just have to line up next to them. Yeah, maybe we'll Grom get a TikTok <laughs> the aliens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once there was like a SpaceX rocket that they didn't really warn us very well about was happening. And I was just mm-hmm. fully like, oh, here it is. Here's the al- here <laughs> come the aliens. Like before I looked into it, you know, just where you're like, OK, yeah, something in the sky. Here. It's not unusual for that to be your first thought. A friend of ours actually texted and was like, I I don't know who else to tell this to, but I think I saw a UFO. And I did go on Twitter and I just searched like SpaceX and I was like, don't worry, man. It was No, it's like there was no warning. There's no warning. And you're like, I know that it's probably a rocket. But like, what about like older people who don't even know? Yeah. And sometimes it's not a rocket. Mentally ill people. 
that but truly it's just like when you see something in the sky you've never seen before it makes you feel strange makes you feel weird (laughs) so yeah this is also i was like okay what is going on at the observatory there's like a bright blue light emanating from the sky uh over the observatory this is like never seen this before and because of the fog it's like the clouds are like holding the light kind of do you know what i mean it's like yeah i imagine like yeah those science experiments where there's like the light zaps up through the middle and the yes. fog is inside of the little glass around it yes it's like the fog looks like smoke and there's like this blue light projected all on it and it's very mm-hmm. strange looking and my first thought was this is like the last time something like this happened where the observatory was closed because this is also the observatory was closed so mm-hmm. i looked it up oh, and it was like gosh. the observatory is closed for two days and so I there's not like, even like a party going on with like a strobe light inside of well, it. Well, I was like, what's going, you know, why did they close the observatory? Like they closed it for a few weeks a while ago to refurbish it. But like the last time it was closed, it was because they were filming an Adele special. And oh. that I found out because I was hiking that day and I heard her sound checking. Wow. And that was oh, also hiked towards nice. the sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was crazy too. It was like a private event. You can't get in, but you can in the park for free hear Adele sound checking. What a cool experience. And you hear That's it like awesome. through the mountains. So oh, that was my nice. first thought was like maybe this is some kind of a a concert special or something yeah. that they're filming. Private. But yeah, I drove into the park and like as I got closer to it, it was very like spooky because it was also just like obscured by trees and it's like you can only see the observatory from certain parts, but you have to keep driving. There's nowhere to pull over. I drove like pretty far into the park. It's also like dark, dark as hell. And Griffith Park, which is like a large park, it's very, it's a great park. It's very spooky because it's like as soon as it starts to become dark, you're like, oh, we're in a forest, you know? You're yeah. like, yeah, we're no longer in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm in the city. And then when it starts, because I've also like stayed there too long and like waited too long to drive down, like went to see the sunset and then been like, oh, now I'm in the park and it's nighttime it becomes frightening and, and like, and yeah. f- spooky in that fun way where you're like, Ooh, animals are like l- alive, you know, yeah. rustling, <laughs> rustling in the trees. Yeah. Like this is a place is a feral place. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> humans pretend they have taken over this land, but like the animals and, and there's like a bunch of, there's a really great pack of coyotes there who mm. are very kind of tame because they live in this park. That's kind of public. But also because they live by a barbecue pit next to a music oh, venue. Nice. So they that's get so really much food. What a great life for a coyote. If oh I my was God. a coyote, that's where I'm picking to you go. Just get to like, listen to Adele <laughs> and eat barbecue. They have the best life. They get so close to people because they are used to it. But there's five of them yeah. and they're like a pack. One of them's missing a leg. It's very oh. like... One of my favorite things about that is like the one who's missing a leg, like you'll see them walking around with it and they all wait for it oh you know I so was they like, don't wow. and they're they don't attack any they don't there's never been like attacks or anything no because they get fed so well it's like they never yeah. attack humans they just eat like the hand that feeds you they just eat animals but they yeah they truly like they these ones are so like tourist friendly because mm-hmm. they get fed so well and they are around so close to humans um, mm-hmm. but it is crazy because they'll just like cross the street and stuff in a pack, you know. <laughs> They're just like, wait, like, for hold the light. on, Greg. We gotta wait for Greg. We gotta wait for Greg, and they <laughs> do. It's like they stop and they turn around and wait for Greg, Aww. and it makes me. I love it because I'm also like this goes against like 
you know, it's yeah, like they're a pack. They all take care of each yeah. other. Even the one yeah. that's like not, you know, the one that's it's, just it's the one that's disabled. Out the herd, yeah, they're right. They're not like kill or be killed. Inclusive. Like you're weak right, and we leave right. you behind. They're like you're weak and we take care of you. I find I that, that very lovely. Yes, I agree. Right, it's, it's almost like yeah. if all your needs are met, you can take time to like be kind to. Oh shit! Right. Of your See, pack. you got to be giving every, all the coyotes barbecue and in, like the and vicious world of the monsters. animal kingdom. Yeah, it's like that they yeah. they, they stick together. It's nature, man. I We're all that. animals. All That's of us. true. Yeah, if we have our needs met. We're a lot nicer. It is also <laughs> like when you see them. You know, when you see an animal like that, a wild animal, and you see coyotes a lot in LA, and it's always amazing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have them in Dallas. We do have them here, have but them here. Not the amazing. attitude towards them is not one different. Of, that you take. Yeah. Well, because yeah. they're not used to people. So no, when I they mean, get people, in neighborhoods, they will attack. People hate oh, yeah. them here because they eat dogs and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It is just like they're also dogs. They're wild dogs. And it's like when you yeah, see them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. When you see them in the street, like at night, especially, it's like, and you make like eye contact with them and yeah. you're like, oh, we are communicating across yeah. the like, species cool. line. Cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah. Cool. But also, you like lock up. I mean, it's yeah. that like connection. Yeah. No, I get it. But then it was like, as I was driving into the park, there was like a guy kind of came out of nowhere into the street and he was holding a security vest and kind of like waving it at me. But he didn't seem like a security guy. And he wasn't wearing it. Like a rant. Yeah, it was really strange. And he started kind of like running towards my car. And I was like, okay, get oh. him out of here. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. If he's a real security guard and he's going to yell at me. And if he's not a real mm-hmm. security guard, that's weird too that he's got a security yeah, guard yeah. vest. Um, yeah. What happened There's to the story there? Guard? And we probably don't want to find yeah, out. Yeah, just what a it little was. unsettling. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'm out. I probably shouldn't no. be in the park at, you know, 10 p.m. anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's closed technically. And I also didn't want to get pulled over or anything because I was smoking weed. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So then I, you know, I took a picture. But but I was truly just like, what was that? Like, what is going on? And when I got close to it, you could see it just looked really fascist, too. It was like when I got Uh-oh. close to it, you could see there were like these beams of blue light sort of being projected and like they were filtering through the fog in this really s- spooky way. Weird. It just looked scary. It looked weird, yeah. you know, because it was like it's like like a cult type you, yeah, you stumbled upon like, like a or like a an weird, illuminati gathering like or a like futuristic a, art deco yeah. like spooky type of po- politics yeah like some kind of like future future congress you know yeah. mul- interplanetary congress this was like it's creepy to have the old Art Deco building with something so futuristic, like a laser beam or like beams yeah, of light. Because you're yeah. just like, wait a minute, like I get it if it's yeah, yeah. like a, a state of the art university. Of course they have lasers, or it's a club or a stadium. But if it's a night like an old Art Deco like observatory, maybe they do, and I just don't know enough about it. They've installed them subsequently, <laughs> but it does like it gives your brain like that. That's not supposed to be that. It was very strange, be and because of the fog, it was like incredibly like there was this blue cloud of light over the observatory, and you could see it from very far away. Still, like Man. when I got out of the park, and you could see it on the hillside, it was like there was this blue cloud of light over it, and it was so strange. It's just like not something I'd ever seen before, and the fog was like holding it in this also just very spooky way. 
so then I then I was kind of like, I got to get out of here. After I left her, the guy with the security vest thing, I was like, okay, I don't need to like, I don't want something bad to happen. I was only a little right. spooky. Yeah, I would spooky. And Time to go. And also it's like 10 p.m. Time to go home. I think there's a Dodger game. It's like sometimes LA also just like shuts down really early. So like at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, you can drive home and never see anybody in the streets, you know, so it also adds Mm. this feeling sometimes it's like L.A. is is I think a lot like Dallas. It's very like sprawling. And Mm -hmm. if you drive around it at night, you can go a long time without like seeing people unless they live outside. It's like there's not like all this all the stuff kind of shuts down pretty early, Mm -hmm. um, except in a couple neighborhoods. So yeah, then I was just like driving through Los Feliz, which is like completely dead an hour after I've had dinner. There's like nothing, you know, nobody out, nothing happening. And then I went home and I was like, that was weird. What was that all <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah. It didn't seem like it was an Adele concert. No, I, that was the thing too. There was no sound. It's like, um, and, and, and also usually there's like a theater venue down at the bottom called the Greek Theater. So it's like, that's usually okay. where concerts and stuff happen, you know. So I was just like, okay, well, that's probably like not a concert at the, like, what are they doing at the observatory? Because it's like a city building. So then I was like, okay, time to look on Instagram and search the location tag and see if anybody was there. Oh, that's Were you the only one drawn to it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it said like everywhere down there, you know, it it said the observatory is closed, but there's no information on the site about what it was closed for. It was just like, we are closed for two days. You know, and last time it did that, it was like, because for repairs. And this time it was just like, closed for two days. And for the Adele concert, too, it was kind of like, closed for the night. No explanation. Yeah, so uh, I looked up the tag on Instagram. And lo and behold, I found out what it was. was it? It was a FIFA event. Oh, man. To (laughs) unveil the logo for the 2026 World Cup. Oh, I mean, exciting. No, it's it sucks. And (laughs) well, it is like FIFA is an incredibly corrupt body. So yeah, that's a whole. That could be a whole. I was like, oh, it was sinister. It was like uh, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) And also, it's like I'm part of this like anti Olympics group because the Olympics are supposed to come to LA in 2028. So it was also oh, like wow, I, I accidentally uncovered something that I would have looked for anyway, you know, yeah, where I was right. like, that's, oh, it's crazy that you were drawn to it, though. You're I like, was drawn to this? it. And then it was like, oh, these are all the same people that are trying to bring the Olympics to L.A. And it's just a bunch of like, you know, corporate, like horrible, the worst rich people in the city trying to like do this grift that, you know, promising poor people they'll get to see the Olympics, but they won't. You know, same thing with the, the World Cup, too. It's like it'll all go yeah. to oligarchs but they're like don't you want the world cup to come here and make a bunch of money for corporations and fuck up the whole city for weeks yeah that man that john oliver special on the building of the stadiums for the world cup was gut-wrenching and eye-opening just the amount of exploitation that went into building that yeah and that's you know and the same thing with the olympics it's like fifa the world cup and the olympics and all these kind of mega sports events are complete scams and and grifts on the cities where they come to and so this was also like a boostery event where they were you know like like selling the idea of like the world cup is coming to america and maybe and and they're doing it like across a hundred cities or something it's like you know one game in los angeles one game everybody gets to bid on whether they want 
the World Cup to come. The game there, yeah. Um, I didn't even know. It goes but it was deep, a, though, with all that FIFA stuff. It was totally just like a thing that would happen to me where I was like, oh, I wasn't looking. <laughs> right. I wasn't looking for that, but that's something I would do anyway. Right. You know, your brain. I, knew. I have been to I like I have snuck into weird corporate Olympics boosterism events because really because of trying, you know, to for Intel or whatever. So it's like yeah. completely something I would have paid attention to. And it's like all the same the people as the, LA, yeah. as the L.A. Olympics. It's all this. It was literally the same graphic designer team, the same bad, terrible design team. So that's why it was like. <laughs> weird fascist alien yeah yeah like the projections i looked so then i looked at like geotagged photos of like the presentation which was all like laser club lights on the on Mm. the dome um and it was broadcast on telemundo and cristiano ronaldo was there (laughs) No, look at that. It all came full. That was the first picture that came up was Ronaldo at the Griffith Observatory tonight. I just I don't think I know what this statue looks like that you're talking about. Okay, Heather's gonna pull it up. God Let me get it. hang on, I'm gonna put it next to his face. Oh wait. Okay, so he's very attractive. Yeah. Sculpture of him. He doesn't look Sick. like the sculpture anymore. Somebody close. did him dirty. No, he's very attractive. Well, he looks in, nothing he, like that. He just never looked like. Well, maybe the sculpture, he started. Maybe he's on... becoming the sculpture. Oh, oh my fuck. god! Whatever made like, that sculpture, dude? Or is it a sculpture? Maybe it's just his future skin. I was gonna say it's like a Stephen King book or something, where it's like, I'll make a sculpture of you, and you're like, okay, and you don't know that you will like. <laughs> descend into that yes i'm like why is my face doing Melt this into the honestly you can you think want. of anything scarier than being confronted with a sculpture of yourself God. Oh, no a wax figure of myself no, oh my I god no that is horrifying just, like reach out and touch it and what if it Ooh. reaches back? it would it well it's walking towards you so oh, i think no. it would reach out and touch you that's what i was envisioning oh i like oh to believe, my god yeah. <laughs> ronaldo's soul is trapped in that sculpture Pretty satisfying conclusion to find out. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Find out yeah. what it was, but there was fully, fully a five to ten minute period where I was like, "Oh, oh it's aliens!" It. Yep, <laughs> here, here they are. Here Ship they are. Come. They're it's landing at the me. observatory. That makes sense to me. <laughs> it no, would, the, yeah. And the tourists are going to get way more than like, they bargained for. <laughs> and the blue light kind of was like an Independence Day when the aliens come and and mm-hmm. right, and and then they just like just. Dis- they kill everybody. That's the thing. Is like the the dumb LA people are like, oh, we're gonna go in the UFO, and then they like blast them, and it's like they get zapped immediately. Stupid assholes. That's- but <laughs> when you <laughs> when you I see that blue light come up, it's like, is it coming from above or going? You know, is that's it coming was from like, below you also, going up? You or- you couldn't. Yeah. That was the thing about the blue light and the fog was like you couldn't tell if it was coming up or being beamed down you know it That's truly creepy. was like mm. is it it looked like a Both. it looked like a cloud of light over it Mm-mm. it was very strange it was all christian ronaldo <laughs> and it was all ronaldo <laughs> it, was it was all yeah. about about it was emanating fifa 26 that's what it turned all out right, to be yeah. well. That's the Which true, like actually, said, the true sinister thing. Yeah. It's truly sinister. <laughs> that was the thing. It was yeah. it was very like, oh, okay, you know what's actually way more insidious than if it were aliens is right. uh, yeah. 
mega sports grifting. Of mankind, yes. I right? say that all the time. The scariest monster of all is and the same humans. Type of, same <laughs> type of thing. Like this is it was very much like this is an event for like sports elites and rich people yeah. and the media oh, yeah. and no regular people can get anywhere close to it. Yeah. Even though we're I'm gonna wave my vest. Trying to it's sell still you weird this. that he wasn't wearing the vest and he's just swinging it around that was very strange that was also talk. why i was like and it was like he was trying to like talk to me and i was like nope gotta go gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no. if anybody outside of my car is waving their arms trying to talk to me most of the time i'm like no thank you no i'll we leave well, if he had had so the much. security vest on i probably yes. would have been like he's a security guy but because he was like holding it i was like what is going on here i got you get just rip that out of here real security yeah, did you, you kill a security <laughs> And take it out. Are you like a crazy person, but you bring a security vest in? Like the whole, you know, what it probably was. The thing about it afterward, I was like, what was that? It's probably that they did just hire like rando volunteers for this event Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a Greek theater event and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like an official park event or anything. So they probably did just hire like workers for the day to like be the security. Which is also crazy um, when they do that, when they're just like, the security team is a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> like, yes. And you're like, cool. So I just team. park here and they're like, I yeah. guess. Uh, oh. And also the swim team from the local high school. But they're an elite team. Right now they're in charge of security. So, and they can help you if you uh, drown. Uh, if you fall in the water. That is wild. Well, what a wild night, man. Yeah. You you're out for just a quick drive and hang out with friends and you end up uncovering not just a possible alien uh, UFO laser, but also the true sinisterness of human corruption. That is a freaky Friday. The scariest story thing of all. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you if they want to listen and follow you and all that fun stuff? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. And uh, I have a Twitter account, but I'm kind of off Twitter now at Molly mm-hmm. Lambert. Um, but yeah, I, I do a weekly show called Deckheads about Below Deck, the Bravo show about people oh, who work yeah. on charter yachts. Um, and that's at twitch.com slash Deckheads pod. You can watch it anytime, but we broadcast on Tuesday nights. And yeah, and more stuff coming soon. More more narrative pods yeah uh, and heidi world can be found wherever you listen to podcasts yeah wherever wherever you you get your pods awesome that's perfect well we love it we can't wait to hear your teased new project about yes. having a las vegas touch because we yeah, uh, love yeah, heidi world yeah. and we're gonna check out your uh, yeah. deckheads because vegas, we started dipping our toes the mob Oh, is that mob. what it's going to be all about? Well, this is related, related. I'm just trying okay. to bring it back to the JFK assassination. Oh, one more it's time. all in the universe. Oh, it's yeah. all connected. Like, yeah. It is truly underworld. the American uh, pop cultural universe. Yeah, it's true. The American way. Aliens, assassinations, and sex for sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's America That's right the there. cherry put, on top. Just print that on the bottom <laughs> of the flag. But yeah, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. It was great talking to you guys. You too. Well, thank you again, Molly, for joining us. And thanks so much to everyone else for sending in your Freaky Friday stories. If you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, you've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you felt the presence of an otherworldly being, send them in at sinisterhood.com slash Friday. 
If you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content. This week's true crime headlines on the Idaho murder updates. We have a Judge Christie that's coming out. And we recently, last night, had our Q&A, which mm-hmm. can't watch live, but you can always go back and watch the replays. Mm-hmm. We have video replay and an audio-only replay if you just want to listen. You should go ahead and join for free as well because you can keep an eye on what we're doing, but you also get every once in a while some Patreon content that we release just for you. Just to say thanks for uh, for checking in with us and supporting the show, head to Sinisterhood.com and check out some Sinisterhood merch. Don't forget this month, proceeds in May go to benefiting the Victims First Fund for those impacted by the Allen Outlet Mall shooting. Sinisterhood.com and click shop. You can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description. You can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets at Sinisterhood.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We're also on YouTube where you can check out the full interview with Molly as well as all of our other Freaky Friday guests at Sinisterhood Podcast. We're on TikTok and we're able to do customized video shout outs on Cameo. Wish you happy birthday, happy anniversary, or just give yourself a pep talk at Cameo.com and search Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you at online? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Heather versus the world and Twitter at MCK versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister.